Welcome to the Inner Source Podcast, hosted by the biggest brain in Maine. Well, certainly the biggest head, it's Saucy Dad. Why, hello there, Saucyverse. How are all my beautiful people doing today on this lovely Thursday afternoon? Hope you guys are all well. Hope your your spooktober is going good. Um, yeah, man. Episode 15. The Inner Sauce is underway. Episode 15. How crazy is that, huh? Craziness. Craziness indeed. As always, I appreciate all the support, guys. Um, schedule was a little off the last couple of weeks dealing with technical failures, as most of you know. But we're here, man. We're making it happen. We're making it work. And uh, yeah, episode 15. So <clears throat> what is on my mind today as Halloween is fast approaching Um, it's, man, it's, it's scary out there right now. No pun intended. It is very scary out there right now. In Maine, which is where I reign from, (laughs) we had a couple kids overdose on fentanyl during school. I think it was last week. Luckily, um, the staff had all been trained on Narcan and they were able to save these two individuals. The scary part is they had no intentions on taking fentanyl or ingesting fentanyl. Um, They were smoking pot as experimental kids do as most of us have done at some point in our lives. Uh, yeah, they were just smoking some pot and then all of a sudden both of them overdosed on fentanyl. Now it has not been released to the public as to how that came to be. Was it laced with it from the get go? Um, at that age, you never know, my first question, my immediate question was, how did they acquire the pot? You know, was it something their parents had and they stole it and their parents, you know, maybe they intentionally sprinkle that crap on there. You never know. You never know. Um, but either way, they had no intentions or desire on taking fentanyl and yet they ended up overdosing on it because it was mixed into the pot they were smoking. So crazy stuff, scary stuff. They're very lucky that the staff was trained and prepared and that they were found in a reasonable amount of time. You know, kids are going to experiment. Kids are going to try stuff. That's never going to change. You know, whether we want to believe it or not, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, that's going to happen part of growing up most places in this country, uh, you know, they're going to make mistakes. And this one, this one was almost a really scary mistake because they didn't even, you know, they had no idea what was about to happen when they started indulging. So I bring that up because Man, fentanyl is one of the scariest, one of the scariest aspects of drug use, period. And it's scary because of how it's being used by cartels, by 
big and small time dealers. They have learned that they can make low quality drugs, high quality drugs, just by sprinkling some of this stuff on there or whatever. But it is so incredibly dangerous. The, the line between the line between okay and overdose death is so fine. It's so thin. It's terrifying. And the reason I bring it up in light of Halloween is because apparently a bunch of people are making candies out of fentanyl. It looks just like a candy that you're familiar with. It looks just like a candy that you've seen a million times before, but it's actually fentanyl, which is 1 million percent guaranteed to take you up. If you take that much of this stuff, you're done. I don't care what your tolerance is. It's going to take you out. People, active users, active drug users, they can go to use, say, say heroin is their, their drug of choice, right? And they know exactly how much they use whenever they get some or whatever. They can take half of what they normally take of regular heroin. And if it's laced with fentanyl, they will overdose. That's how incredibly powerful this stuff is. It's medical intent is for terminal diseases. It's for pain management, for terminal illness, terminal disease, cancer, things of that nature. It is absolutely flirting with death when it is used recreational, recreationally like it has been, like it is. Um, I Googled to try to find out some more information about those kids overdosing before I started recording. I couldn't even find the article. And this just happened. I couldn't even find the article because there are so many articles. And that's just in this little state of Maine. So instead, I brought up the Wikipedia page on fentanyl because a lot of people don't realize what we're dealing with with this stuff, like how big of a deal it really is. It's being used in human abduction. It's being used to, I believe, in my little conspiracy theory brain, I'm a firm believer that it is population control disguised. There's just no way that this many people get their hands on this stuff because it's not like it's something that grows naturally. It's not like it's something you can just whip up in the kitchen. This is, you know, this is all made within government, government systems, big pharma systems. A lot of it comes from China, believe it or not. And it's and most of it makes its way into the U.S. via Mexican cartels. That's just a fact. That's just what they've discovered as it gets trafficked over here. The most of it that's been confiscated has been confiscated from Mexican cartels trying to get it into our country. And it's like I just said, the, the uses, the amount of places it's being found is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Um, a lot of you guys know I still take place in a recovery meeting, a Zoom, pretty often. And I actually happened to join them yesterday. And this fentanyl was one of the main things that we discussed. Not because of the candy or anything, but because of the main kids that overdosed on it. And just, you know, so many people are pot smokers. It's become legal in Maine and so many other states. It's just becoming more and more and more normalized, even more so than it has been leading up to the legalization. Um, but talk about ruining something that you felt you could, you know, a lot of people ha get great usage out of marijuana. A lot of people, it does amazing things for their quality of life. 
Whether or not you believe in that, whether or not you want to hear it, it's just a fact. It has so many amazing applications. It's, it's just the way it is. Um, just make sure if you are, in fact, a pot smoker, just please make sure you know where you're getting it from. Please make sure you know for a fact. Because it doesn't necessarily matter that you know the person you got it from. They could have absolute, just like these two kids, they could have absolutely no idea. They could have no idea that the stuff they're selling to people has this stuff in it. They could have no clue until all of a sudden, you know, there's a wake of overdotes in their path because of the stuff that they're, that they're distributing. So just be very thorough be very thorough. Never take it for granted. Never assume. Because I'm telling you, man, the the chances of you being someplace where the people around you, for one, notice it, for two, decide to act on it, and three, are actually prepared with something like Narcan to save your life in that moment, because the window is very small. The window to act before death occurs is very small. So you just have to be super thorough, super thorough. I actually, believe it or not, I don't smoke pot. I haven't for, I don't even know, a year and a half now. Love to grow it. <laughs> be totally transparent. I'm, uh, I was very passionate about getting my caretaker license and getting set up with that whole thing. Cause I just love to, and I've since learned, I just love to grow. I love to garden. I love to garden. I love to grow things. I love to see how plentiful and how healthy that I can nurture plants and things like that. So other than that, though, I don't touch the stuff. It just, my mental health got to a place where it stopped helping me and started not slowing me down, but I just wasn't in a good place mentally. And I think as much as that's an application for it, sure as far as treating depression or treating anxiety for me, it did the opposite. And I'm somebody that smoked for over half my life. It never did that before, but all of a sudden I started finding myself. It just stressed me out big time. The anxiety thing, the, you know, it just didn't have positive effects on me anymore. So I have, I don't touch the stuff, but I'm not going to sit here and deny that it has great applications, that it does great things for people. So I'm not going to sit here and be all anti-pot and blah, blah, blah. However, you need to be super thorough, super careful where it's coming from. And I don't mean the guy that you met in the parking lot to grab it from. I mean, where did he get it from? You need to be super thorough. E even if you're not partaking, even if you are just getting it for someone, you need to be super careful because you could end up in jail for something you didn't even do just because you were the the one that gave it to this person that overdosed your, you know, your life as you know, it is history. And obviously I would hope your intent wasn't to harm that person. So you also have to live with that. Um, just be super careful. Now, this stuff being laced in these things, this isn't new news. I'm not telling you anything you didn't already know. But the sophistication has gotten to a point where, man, it is like, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Being an addict has always been terrifying. But today, oh, I, I can't even imagine. I honestly can't imagine because... I know that mental struggle of not being able to say no, obviously, right? That's kind of the, the main deal with addiction. But beyond that, I, I know that that battle of I need it, I need it, I need it, I need it. And for those of you that don't understand, I'll tell I'll I'll tell it to you like this. You could you could have an addict in front of you that is in detox and just hasn't had anything in 
really long and they're just in a really bad way and they just need something so bad. You could hand them a bag and tell them there's an 80% chance this might kill you. They will, that will slow them down zero because they just want to feel better. They just want to feel better. That 20% chance that it might work out is enough for them to follow through. I'm telling you crazy as that sounds, I, it might, it might be like 90, 10, maybe even higher. I don't know. But my point is the sophistication. It, you used to know, you used to know what to stay away from. A lot of people were kind of getting away from heroin because it's so easy to manipulate. It's so easy to have stuff in it that you don't know what it is. And a lot of people were going to synthetic versions of heroin like Oxycontin, um, you know, pills, long story short, pills, opiates, um, opioids. They have literally mastered, mastered. I'm talking, you put them side by side and you can't tell the difference between what the cartel is pressing fentanyl into. And by pressing, I mean, they are literally pressing fentanyl into pill form and they are making them look exactly like Oxycontin. They, they have them that look exactly like ecstasy pills. They have them that they literally have presses and methods to make fentanyl pills that look exactly like all these things that everybody does every day. Drugs that addicts rely on every day of their lives you could get a bag of 10 and one of them in there is the last thing you'll ever do. Like I said, tolerance, it makes a difference, but not, not to that extent, not to that extent. If you take a, a pill worth of it, good night, unless you are prepared to bring yourself back to life or somebody around you is prepared to do so. Good night. That's pretty scary. I I can't imagine living in that battle because it's already so hard. It's already just no way to live, right? Obviously, it's already no way to live. And then you add in the fact that you never know anymore. You literally have no idea <laughs> if what you're taking is what you think it is. That's crazy to me. So they're making pills out of it. They're putting it in weed. They're putting it in everything. And the most recent terrifying development with fentanyl is, like I mentioned earlier, the human abduction aspect. They are literally human trafficking people. So what they do is they'll, this isn't new. They will wait around in parking lots to big department stores grocery stores, watch from afar. And when they see a target, when they see a woman get out of her vehicle alone and walk in the store, they used to wait and use other methods of abducting her at some point, right? Now they don't have to do anything. They walk up to your car. They smear just a little bit of this stuff, fentanyl. They smear just a little bit of it, a little bit of it on the inside of your driver's door handle. Yeah. They literally walk by your car, smeared on the inside of the driver's door handle, and then they just wait. You get in the car, you drive out, and they just follow you. And then when you veer off the road or even pull over because you're feeling so weird, they're right there to take advantage of you. And there's absolutely, no, if you don't die, there's nothing you can do to protect yourself. Absolutely nothing to, nothing you can do to protect yourself. It is that strong. It is literally that strong. I don't mean they're relying on you touching your face or putting your hands in your mouth. You you don't have to do any of that. You touch it with your hands. Somebody that doesn't use drugs, you, you grab that door handle, even somebody that does, you grab that door handle and you will, will not finish your drive home for one reason or another. I'm not saying you're going to pass away for sure. There's a chance, but you will definitely not make it home without stopping at some point because... You're more than likely going to have to vomit. You're more than likely going to, you might even hallucinate 
that's pretty common with fentanyl. Um, we're going to talk about the symptoms and what to look for, for if you're wondering if somebody accidentally ingested it, we're going to talk about that, but that's crazy, man. That is so crazy. It's so scary. Like a woman can't open her door to her car anymore without taking precautions. So as ridiculous and crazy as this sounds, and I don't care where you live. I live in Maine and it happens all the time. It happens literally everywhere because as disgusting as this is what I'm about to say, it is also true. It is a massive money deal. It's a, a humongous money deal. Like there's, there's so much money in it that I don't know. It's just getting bigger and bigger. And, uh, yeah, that is very scary. Very scary because all somebody's going to find now they don't have to worry about security cameras and being caught and having any footage of anything. It's just they find somebody finds your car on the side of the road and that's all they got. They got nothing else to go off of. Where do they even start to look for you? Where, you know, the chances of you being found, the chances of them not succeeding in their goal, basically slim to none. They would have to, they would have to make a huge mistake to screw that up. That is terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying. You know, they target a mom and her younger daughter. That's a big thing. Now they take both of them. Um, it's just scary. It's so scary. So yeah, ladies, I am begging you to just be conscious. Don't please don't ever think that this can't happen to me or this will never happen to me. Those are always the people that it happens to you. You have to be precautious. Cliche, corny, sure. Better safe than sorry. Period. Wipe off your door handle. I know. I know. But if you carry a purse, if you carry a handbag, if you... Whatever. Try to keep some wipes on you, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. And you also have to be extremely careful how you clean it, how you dispose of it. Because for one you're probably not even going to be able to see it on the handle. It's not like, like, it's not like you can look at it and go, Oh, wow. Somebody put this on my handle. I'm going to clean it off. It's, it's like a thin powder and it's just the residue of them smearing it on your handle. That's going to mess you up. So I don't know, maybe gloves too, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it would certainly be worth your time to do a, do a quick Google search and check out popular ways, smart ways of being precautious and just, a a realistic method of making sure that you're safe getting into your damn car. I mean, how crazy is that, man? Who would have thought getting in your car and a pot smoker are this high at risk of taking one of the most deadly narcotics in the world. The, the, the potency, the strength of this stuff is out of this. They, so the way that they use it medically, it's sometimes, sometimes by injection because they can dilute it so much, but a very common, um, a very common method and how I first heard about it in my using days, this was over a decade ago now, but it used to be patches and it still is, I guess, but they can, they can make it so that it's a really small dose, like a micro dose almost on what looks like a nicotine patch. And, uh, you put it anywhere on you and you absorb it. That's how strong this stuff is. So imagine if you ingest, I mean, I'm talking like, what looks like next to nothing. It's, it's pretty scary. It's very scary. And the fact that the fact that they're making candies with it 
and they don't even have to make candies. Like I just told you, they could just, they could just dump it in candy, shake it up. And you know, you would never know the difference by looking at it. You would never know the difference by looking at it. Like it literally makes me not even want to take my kids out for Halloween. And it's obviously like most families, one of our favorite days of the year with my paranormal background and, um, you know, my, what the paranormal content world has done for me. I obviously have a little bit bigger of a passion for it than maybe some people, but nonetheless, it's a massive holiday. It is something that is celebrated everywhere in our country anyways. And you know, that's just really scary, really scary. So I just, I urge you guys to educate yourselves, take precautions, take every precaution. You know, it used to be, we just had to look for razor blades. Now we're looking for an invisible killer. Now we're looking for an invisible substance. I don't know. I don't even know, honestly, what the right thing to do is, what the answer is. Like I just told you, it makes me not even want to bring my kids out because you just don't know. I think I live in an amazing neighborhood. I think I could have a hundred percent trust in every single door on the, the street for the neighborhood that we would go to this year. But at the end of the day, the fact is, I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to tell you that I do, but I don't. And the fact is you don't either because same with all the other stuff, the person that's giving it to you might not know. They might not be the ones that did it. They might not be the ones that did it. It would be so easy to take a bag of candy at a grocery store. And this is something they do. Take a bag of candy at a grocery store, make a tiny little poke in the plastic, inject some in there and just shake it up. Absolutely no idea. And whoever opens that bag, almost guaranteed it's going to take their life. The fact that this isn't, and I know it's covered a lot. I know it does get a lot of attention, but the fact that it's not covered constantly the fact that it's not in our faces around the clock is mind-blowing to me we're worried about an instagram picture because of some couple that got back together or tom brady's divorce you'll you'll see that way more times today than you will anything about fentanyl so that that is why i'm here that is why i'm doing this because i i just can't imagine the guilt the pain losing a kid it has to be probably the worst thing that can happen to somebody in their life. Losing a kid like this to something that you will forever live thinking you could have prevented. I mean, there's just, I don't know that I could even carry on if I'm being totally honest with myself. I don't know that I could carry on with my life if that had happened. So I just want you guys to know this is a very real threat. This is a very real thing. I'm not, fear-mongering. I'm not doing any of that. Look it up. This is real. This is real. So one thing that I did do is I brought up the Wikipedia page because like I said, I want to talk about the symptoms. Um, you don't even need a prescription to get Narcan, by the way. You don't need a prescription. So this is one thing that I do know. And this is one thing that I will tell you. And this is one thing that I will recommend to you. Whether or not you have an addict in your family, with this going on, I think the more people taking advantage of what I'm about to say, the better. I don't use, I haven't used in over a decade. Nobody I know has used in over a decade because I cut all those people out of my life a long time ago, right? Regardless, I have Narcan in the glove compartment of my car. I have Narcan in the glove compartment of Saucy Mom's car. I have Narcan in our cupboard. I have it everywhere. Obviously not accessible to the kids, right? All these things are locked, but it's there. If I was ever in that situation and I saw somebody overdosing, I am prepared to act on it. I am prepared to save somebody from that. Um... Yeah, you don't need a prescription. 
You don't need anything. You can go ask for Narcan from the pharmacy and they will give it to you. They will give it to you. So go get it. It does expire after a while. So make sure if you have it already, make sure it's not expired. You know, you, you, you want to have it on you. You never know. You never know. You see some woman in the driver's seat of a car on the side of the road and somebody walking up to the, you just never know it. Could it be her husband or whatever? Might it be perfectly normal? It might be, but it might not be. She might've just gotten in her car and she's going through it right now. And she's about to get abducted and never be seen again. You might be the one to be able to save her. You pulling over is going to scare this person away. And then you will be prepared to save her from this overdose that, because there's a chance that an ambulance could get there in time, but the, the chance of survival increases exponentially with you having it right on you versus having to wait for an ambulance. Like where I live, there's almost no way an ambulance would get there in time. Almost no chance. Unless somebody in an ambulance happened to be nearby for another call or who knows, almost guaranteed they're not getting here in time. Um, Narcan. <clears throat> uh, look into it. Call your pharmacy. See about getting yourself some. I'm serious, man. Don't just hear this and, oh, whatever. I, I'm begging you guys. Now that we're dealing with this candy thing, you might save a kid's life. You know? You might save a kid's life. You, you just never know. It's it's one of those things where it does, does you no harm to be prepared. So, you know, if it's something you're comfortable with, I don't want to ask anybody to do anything they don't want to do, obviously. But if it's something you're comfortable with, this is an amazing tool that is accessible to us. And I really think we should take advantage of it just because of how scary all of this is and how many, how many applications these sickos are using this stuff for. We need to be prepared. We need to be prepared to combat it somehow, some way. So I'm going to put this on the screen. Um, I, oops, I searched up the, uh, the Wikipedia page for fentanyl. So it says, and later on in here, it has the symptoms, it has all that stuff. So we'll know what to look for. <clears throat> I don't know this. I don't know all of it off the top of my head. So I'm just going to tell you one of the things that really got me here in 2021 last year, fentanyl and fentanyl analogs accounted for the most overdose debt, overdose deaths in the United States with 71,000. 238 deaths. 71,238 deaths. That is absolutely insane. So we'll get to that in a second, but fentanyl is a potent synthetic opioid used as a pain medication. Together with other drugs, fentanyl is used for anesthesia. Yeah. It is also used illicitly as a recreational drug, sometimes mixed with heroin, cocaine, benzodiazepines, or methamphetamine. It potent its potentially deadly overdose effects can be neutralized by naloxone. Fentanyl is commonly used to create counterfeit pills disguised as Oxycontin, Xanax, Adderall, among others. All things that people... Um, people regularly obtain off the street. And like I said, you might get it from somebody you've been dealing with your whole life. I've known them for 20 years. They would never do this to me. And you're right. You're, you're probably right. They wouldn't, but they didn't know that that's what they were giving you. They didn't know that that's what they got from their guy, you know, somewhere down the line. And it's probably way down the line. Like I said, it's the cartels, it's the people that are making this stuff. There, there is an intent when this stuff is put on the street. It is not easily obtained like all of the other 
narcotics, like all the other recreational drugs, it is, you know, not, not in the form that it comes in to get enough of it, to press fake pills with it, to get enough of it, to do all of these things. They're getting it straight from the source period. There's no other way to obtain it. You can't, there is no prescription where you get this stuff in powder form in that much quantity. It, they don't have it at the pharmacy in powder form, period. So it's not coming from pharmacy theft. It's not coming from anything like that. It is intentionally being put on the street. It is intentionally being distributed in these forms. It's intentionally being distributed in forms that are so commonly used that, you know, I don't know. I think addicts are a super easy target because they're just a, st uh, a statistic. That's my personal feeling on it. They are, as soon as an addict dies, it's just another addict that died making terrible life choices. They never got their stuff together. We didn't need them anyways. Just taking up space, living off the government, whatever you want to say. Those, all those things, not to my face, but I would, I would bet every possession I have that all of those things have been said about me at some point in my life. When I was in my using days, I, I bet you money those things were all said about me. And they might have been true at some point. So yes, I, I am an addict still. I haven't used, and like I said, over 10 years, well over 10 years. But that doesn't change the fact that I've been there, that I, I was part of this statistic, and I just happened to be one of the few that made it out on the other side. So when I hear that, it just makes me sick because these people are super easy targets. It's a, it's such an easy way to hide this population control that I'm talking about. It sounds like a conspiracy theory, but is it that far-fetched with everything else that we know goes on in this world from the top down? Is it really that far-fetched? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I kind of think you're crazy to think it's crazy. To be honest with you, look around, man. Look around. Turn on the news. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, continuing. Fentanyl is commonly used to create counterfeit pills, Oxycontin, Xanax, Adderall, blah, 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 blah. Um, it has a, it has a rapid onset and its effects generally last under two hours. They don't need to last any longer than that. Medically, it is used by injection, nasal spray, or like I said, skin patch, or absorbed through the cheek as a lozenge or tablet. I did not realize that. Common adverse effects. So here we go. Okay. This is what to look for if you think, you know, somebody that you've been with, whether it be a child, whether it be another adult, your spouse, who knows? Let's say somebody that you're with has been completely fine and all of a sudden displays any of these any of these side effects you need to act fast you really need to act fast you just you have to be careful man the effects only last 2 hours yet this thing killed 72,000 people last year do the math you know what i mean think about that for a second Think about that for a second. The effects last two hours and it killed 72,000 people. It happens so fast. Minutes, minutes. You have minutes to respond. You know, you have minutes to respond to change the outcome of what's potentially going to take place. So here we go. Common adverse effects of fentanyl include nausea, vomiting, constipation, itching, sedation, confusion, injuries, injuries related to poor coordination. So I look at that and I'm going to tell you right now, constipation, injuries related to poor coordination, itching, not, not what we're looking for. We're looking for sudden violent nausea. We're looking for sudden vomiting. We're looking for confusion. Okay. We're looking for those kinds of things because if they're itching, that means they're already well under the effects. If they're constipated, that means they use it on a regular basis. 
Okay, so this is not what we're talking about today. Still good to know, I suppose, but that applies to all opiates. Um, serious adverse effects may include, these are really important, okay? Somebody that has never had any exposure, somebody that has taken way too much. This is what we're looking for. Serious adverse effects may include respiratory depression, hallucinations, serotonin syndrome, low, uh, low blood pressure, or development of an opiate use disorder. Again, pretty obvious what we're looking for there. Opiate use disorder would not be what we're discussing right now, although still very important, not what we're discussing right now. Hallucinations, respiratory depression, um, a drop in blood pressure. I don't think you're going to notice that right away. So yeah, we're looking for, we're basically looking for sudden nausea, vomiting, sedation, confusion, respiratory issues, and hallucinations. It has to be taken super seriously. You can't just look at your kid and say, oh, you're fine. You know, I, I trust me, I got three of them. I know how it is. I know that if they're feeling, if they're in that mood, <laughs> they might just complain just to complain, you know? They might be planting a seed telling you they don't feel good just so they get something to go off of tomorrow when they don't want to go to school, right? We know the game, you and me. We know the game, <laughs> right? But no longer can we just brush that off, man. You got to look at them. You got to take it seriously, you know? It's, man, is it scary. Man, is it scary. Uh, what else do they say here? Fentanyl works by activating opioid receptors, like any other opioid. Um, it is around a hundred. Listen to this, okay? Fentanyl is around one hundred times stronger than morphine, the most common pain management drug used in medicine for broken everything to surgeries, morphine, morphine drip, a hundred times stronger than morphine and about 55 zero times stronger than heroin. And anytime they, were, anytime they refer to heroin in this context, they're referring to pure heroin. They're not referring to three dealers down the road where it's been cut and diluted a bunch. They're talking about pure heroin. 50 times stronger than pure heroin? A hundred times stronger than morphine? I'm telling you, man, it takes absolutely nothing. Just the residue on your door handle. I really hope, you know, I know that this isn't everybody's cup of tea, this topic. And if you're still listening, I suppose maybe I'm too late to even say this, because if you're still listening, chances are you're at the very least interested or want to know how to be safe. So, you know. Maybe I'm too late to say this, but I know that this isn't everybody's cup of tea. This isn't everybody's desired discussion, but I'm here to tell you it doesn't matter. Overdose does addiction, drugs, and particularly this, this is basically warfare. This is basically warfare by fentanyl. This does not discriminate, my friends. This does not discriminate. Period. You are lying to yourself. If you're thinking right now, it will never happen where I live. It will never happen to me. I'm too old. I'm too young. I don't look how they want me to look. Blah, blah. They do not care. They don't care what color you are. They don't care who you sleep in bed with at night. This stuff does not discriminate. If you are a human being, you are just as at risk as anybody else. Okay. You, you need to take this very seriously and spread the word, man. You know, stuff like the door handles, stuff like the Halloween candy. Talk about it. T just, just talk about it. Just bring it up. 
um, somebody else is the one that started the fentanyl conversation in that uh, group that I joined yesterday. And I told them about the human trafficking method. Nobody, not one person in the group had heard of that before. Nobody. Nobody. So immediately, when you think about them getting off the call, everybody they're going to tell, everybody those people are going to tell, just me saying it once, I might have branched it out. I might have just informed, who knows? Who knows how many people? 40? 80? 200? It might still be going. That train might just keep on going. And you know what? That's 200 people that may not have known about it until it was too late. So talk about it. Get it out there. This is such a real thing, man. It's so scary. It's so scary. I've seen so many videos of dads, dads of teenage girls, showing that there was a zip tie put on a certain part of his daughter's car when she went to the store or whatever. They have ways of marking cars that they've done it to and things to watch for so they know who to follow or they know how to proceed with their mission you know but you one million percent that cannot be that cannot be how you rely on knowing if you've been quote unquote hit or targeted or not you that can't be how you go about that you have to just take the precautions because maybe Maybe they don't mark. Maybe you're the only one that day. Maybe you're the only one at that time that they're waiting for. Be careful, okay? This is so real, man. And like anything else, I'm not super educated on this. I have no official education on any of this stuff. I know what I know from experience. I know what I know from reading what I've read, being told what I've been told. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of news breaks, a lot of news articles and overdoses, deaths right, right near my home, you know, in little old Maine, where yes, we have a pretty severe opiate problem, like most of the country at this point, but it it just, it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It could happen literally anywhere. So you need to be super careful. Um, and what I was getting at, I, I am not educated in this officially. I, I don't know the most effective ways of taking precautions. So I really urge everybody, you know, we could spend hours on this. This is, you know, people have full-time jobs trying to work through methods that don't work, work through methods that perhaps aren't safe or find the best methods that are the safest. This is what people, this is what some people do for a living. This is their profession. Okay. It is not my profession. So I'm here to inform you of the risk. Just kind of put the word out into the world. Try to save a life. Hopefully, possibly, hopefully, hopefully not. Hopefully I don't need to. Hopefully none of you ever experience this, obviously. But, you know, at least informing as many people as possible. Um, and with that knowledge, with that information, I, I, I beg you. I am asking you, but I am also begging you to just do a quick Google search. What is the safest, most effective ways of taking precautions for all of this stuff? How do I, what's the best ways of checking my kid's candy? I did bring up one article on that. Um, we might go over that, but regardless, whether we do or not, you need to do your own research as well. Nothing makes, nothing makes it stick quite like you reading it yourself, you know, do a quick Google search ladies and even guys. I mean, who knows, right? 
Do a quick Google search. What's the safest way to clean off this door handle and dispose of whatever I used to clean it off? You know, um, maybe you just big palm a Clorox wipe or something. But again, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so look it up. People are constantly putting out information on that because it's, it's just spreading like wildfire, mainly because it's so effective for the sickos that are doing these things. This is one of the most effective methods they've probably ever come up with. They don't have to, they don't have to get involved until you're already unable to yell for help, incapable of yelling for help, unable, incapable. Welcome to Saucy Dead Battles, the English language yet again. But seriously, you know, they don't, their face doesn't have to be on camera. They, how easy would it be to just discreetly walk by somebody's car? If the driver's door is not facing the camera, you're not going to see they did anything. And even if it is, you could hide it, you know. You could easily hide it. They don't ever have to be on camera. They don't have to put themselves at risk at all. It's so scary, man. So please, with this information, do a little bit of just five minutes, five minutes. You're going to, you're going to spend five minutes on something less important. I promise you. So replace that with just doing a quick Google search. What's the best way to go through the candy? What's the, what's the best precautions to take against this stuff? The Narcan, the Naloxone, that's one thing I can provide as far as knowledge and as far as one step, I really strongly recommend taking. But if, you know, other than that, man, we just have to be so careful. We have to be so careful. It's every time Saucy Mom goes to the store without me, it literally stresses me out the whole time she's gone. I don't say anything because I don't want to, you know, sound like a worry wart. I put it in her ear every now and then enough to keep her thinking about it enough. So she knows, you know, enough so she's not just taking my her and my youngest to the store and I never see them again. I want it to be on her mind. I want her to take the precautions and, you know, just how awful. What an awful, what an awful thing that we have to worry about. But all we can do is accept it. All we can do is fight, fight back and we fight back by preparing against it never letting it touch you, never letting it do what they intend it to do. That's the only way we fight back. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. What else do they have on the, uh, the fentanyl wiki here? Yeah, like I said, it accounted for the most overdose deaths. And that's mainly because of what I'm talking about. Mainly because it is put in everything. It's put in everything. So, like those kids that overdosed smoking pot. You can't say that they overdosed on pot. We all know that that's not even a thing. They overdosed, quote unquote, on pot because this stuff was in there. You know? Compared with heroin, it is more potent, has higher profit margins, and because it is compact, has simpler logistics. Exactly. Exactly. It can be cut into or even replace entirely the supply of heroin and other opiates. Exactly. The flow of fentanyl mainly originates in Chinese factories with... Uh, sorry. The flow of fentanyl mainly originates in Chinese factories which produce fentanyl or fentanyl precursors. It is then trafficked to other countries for illicit production and sale. In the United States, finished fentanyl arrives primarily from Mexico smuggled fent finished fentanyl arrives primarily from Mexico smuggled by cartels. Basically what I told you guys already. Crazy, man. 
Crazy. The fact that it can be used as anesthesia. I mean, that just tells you everything you need to know, right? A hundred times stronger than morphine. That stat right there. I had never read that before. That blows me away. I mean, I kind of knew it without knowing, but just seeing a, a value applied to it, I guess, is shocking. Unbelievable. So this is a little bit more of adverse effects. Um, some more things to look out for. Nausea, vomiting, blah, blah, blah. Dry mouth. Confusion. So weakness. Weakness is a big one. Like just fatigue. Yeah, this actually say it right here. Fatigue, headache, abdominal pain, I guess would be probably associated with vomiting. Um, nervousness, anxiety, depression, flu-like symptoms, shortness of breath, which I suppose they mentioned with the um, respiratory depression, urinary retention. Some of these things aren't immediate adverse effects, right? But I think it's pretty common sense to figure out which ones are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, just the... <laughs> The Halloween candy thing, man, does it, it just scares the crap out of me. I got to tell you, it really does. It really does. So, uh, let's see. Yeah. So I, like I said, do some research, do some Googling on the best ways to take precautions, particularly with the candy stuff, because some of these, some of these sources, some of the people that wrote these things and some of these articles themselves are just older. They're not totally up to date. Um, you know, they need to be revised with the, with what we know now specifically regarding fentanyl and how it's being used uh, to attack people, basically, you know? Um, obviously have the normal stuff to look out for as well, right? The needles in a Snickers bar, the razor blade in an apple, the just the sick stuff that people do. Um, but... Yeah. Just look into it, man. Um, look it up. Google it. Try to find good methods. And if you do find good methods, you know, this will be on YouTube in a couple days, this podcast episode. Throw it in the comments. Come back to the video and throw it in the comments so everybody can see it. You know what I mean? Uh it, it just can't hurt. It cannot hurt to put that knowledge out there to put maybe a good method that either you came up with, or maybe it's something you read or heard about. It's not going to do any damage. I can promise you that you can't be too careful when we're talking about what we're talking about. When you have such a man, such an easy. In uh, just a, a silent killer. You know, we're dealing with a really, just a silent killer. It's almost impossible to detect, to see. You, you have to be super careful, man. Um, so educate yourselves and spread the knowledge, I guess would be the easiest way to put that. Educate yourselves and spread the knowledge. They do suggest, and this obviously isn't regarding fentanyl, but they suggest you know, um, cutting any fruit up into small pieces, slice it up to serve it. Basically that, you know, that's just in regards to things like needles and razor blades and whatever else these great people decide to put in the 
the, the candy or the fruit. And, you know, like anything else, man, it might not even be the house you got it from. There's unfortunately no way to prove that, but it might not be the, the house that it came from. It might be, it was done right at the grocery store. How easy would it be to do that to produce in the grocery store? It'd be super easy. And people are just that sick these days. And then you start talking about something like fentanyl and how easy that is to put on everything and how, how little, how almost nothing can literally kill you. It just, it needs to be taken seriously, guys. Uh, man, that's all I got for you. I just, I hope you guys will take this a step further, do your own legwork, educate yourself, spread the knowledge, um, ladies and obviously everybody else, but particularly my ladies out there, please, please start right now. Anytime your car is out of your sight for any amount of time, start today, setting yourself up with some kind of way of cleaning that door handle off before you get in the car please. And everybody else, you know, look into arming yourselves with something like Narcan. It's scary, man. It, it does. Like I said, you don't have to be an addict for this to, you don't have to be an addict for this to forever change your life. You do not have to be an addict for this to just come in and take somebody that means everything to you. What a world we live in. What a world we live in, you know? So much good in it, but every now and then, things like this, it just reminds you, you just, you have to be careful. Scary stuff. Scary stuff indeed. But anyways, you know, don't let that stop you from having fun. Like anything else, we can be careful and have fun. We can be cautious and still have a great time. You know, we still have what a little over about a week and a half to Halloween. So just be careful, man. You know, Halloween parties. I don't care how well you know these people. I, I doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how well you think, you know, these people ask the questions. Where did this come from? Where did that come from? Have you cleaned it off? Did you know, just, just, be smart. I guess act like you don't take, take the cautions. Like you have no idea where that stuff came from. It's the best way to approach it because you, you just, I don't know. <sighs> scary man. Is it scary? Anyways, guys, I really appreciate you hanging out. I appreciate all the support on the podcast. I can't believe this is already episode 15. It's nuts. Um, I know this wasn't much of a, a podcast episode per se, but this, uh, it was something that I really felt the need to put out there. I really felt like this needed, this needed to be said, you know, it's not like I have this massive fan base or crowd of listeners, but you never know. The power of word of mouth is amazing. And if a hundred people hear this and they tell a hundred people, you know what I mean? So it wouldn't take long for this to touch 10,000, 50,000 people. And maybe they had never heard it before. Maybe they had no idea. And now they do. That's, that's all I'm trying to do here. But again, take it one little step further and just go see what other people have found for effective, safe, keyword, safe methods of protecting yourselves from all this stuff that we're talking about. And yeah, you know, pot smokers, I mean, at this day and age, depending on where you live, I know it's still not possible some places, but if you can, a dispensary or grow it yourself. It is so easy. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
dispensary or grow it yourself. If you need to know how, I'd, I'd love to teach you. But anyways, guys, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. We will talk again before Halloween, so I won't, I won't wish you a good Halloween quite yet, but I will wish you a great October. I hope your month finishes as great as it possibly can. Thank you to everybody who has been supportive to this point. We just turned 35,000 subscribers on YouTube, creeping right up on a million on TikTok. <laughs> Almost at a million followers on TikTok. How cool is that? Just to say I have a million followers on something. That'd be pretty neat, man. You know? But yeah. Uh, to my patrons, the your your regularly regularly scheduled programming will be resuming very soon um as soon as we're you know as soon as we're set back up here on a permanent basis that patreon request list uh tv night and then just a lot more live streams a lot more of that stuff is to come uh, I was all excited when we got the two monitors way back and I haven't been able to use them <laughs> because the, the old PC was not strong enough. So I suppose it was a blessing in disguise. We're going to be able to do a lot of things that I've been wanting to do up until this point. So very excited to dive back into all that, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, have a great weekend guys. I will talk to you all very soon. I love you. And as always, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Stay safe out there, everybody. Peace out. Saucy fam.